Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Robbie Rao, and this is the Jesus Golf Guy podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a part of the routine that not many people discuss a whole lot about. This topic is titled the post-shot routine. Stay tuned. I know you're going to get a lot out of this one. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. So the topic of this conversation today is the post-shot routine. All right, so let's just do a quick little review here. The pre-shot routine is basically a series of movements and things that we do before we hit a particular shot. We like to keep those relatively the same. All right, so the pre-shot routine, I like to simply divide it up into two different segments. First, you have the bag talk. This is where you're making decisions and evaluating the variables, uh, the wind, the elevation, the lie, uh, the yardage, where's the pin located, maybe what's or what is this tee shot requiring or whatever. This is where you're really looking at the shot, you're making a decision, and the key to this phase is commitment. We have to commit to the plan that we have decided on doing, all right? The second phase is the execution phase. This is the phase where we've already made our commitment. We just step up and we go ahead and go through the series of little movements we have. We look at the target one or two times and then hit the ball. There's This is the see ball, hit ball phase. Look at the target, look at the ball swing. This is the phase where there's no more thinking. That's already been done. You may have a swing feel, a swing key or something, but you're not going to sit here and think about, well, maybe this ball, maybe I should be hitting an eight iron here, not a seven. Maybe this ball is actually breaking left and not right. This is, if you start having that conversation, you need to start over, all right? So you have the bag talk is phase one. That's where the commitment is made to the decision we just made. And number two, the second phase is the execution phase. This is where we are just executing the movements that we do before we hit it and just hit the ball. This is where we execute the plan we just created, all right? Golf is so fun because every shot is different and every shot requires a different strategy, a different uh, decision, a different commitment, all right? But the key is committing to what we want the ball to do or what the ball is going to do, all right? So, and number one, bag talk. Number two, execution phase. That's after we now hit it. Now we're in this third phase of the routines, if you will. And I call this the post-shot routine. Now, I've, I forget who I heard this from. Um, maybe like a Bob Rotella or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, I remember hearing about this in college. And this is something that was really huge and crucial for me in my career. Um, In college, I was somebody that used to beat myself up a lot after I'd hit shots. Um, I wouldn't get angry too much in the golf course. It was more about I was internal with beating myself up, negative self-talk, all these different things that were hurting the chance of, um, you know, building myself up. I was really tearing myself down. And so what happened was I heard about this post-shot routine and it's doing something the same after every single shot. And and essentially, the way I teach this is essentially the post-shot routine is intended for closure. The shot needs to be closed out. All right, so 
Let's just give you an example. Back when I was in college, like I said, I used to beat myself up. And I read something somewhere about a post-shot routine. And I also read about being your own best friend, okay? So if you know me, my personality, I'm, you know, I'm very outgoing. And I don't really care a lot about what people think. And you know, I don't care if I'm made fun of or whatever. It doesn't matter to me, right? Um, you know, there are times I would struggle with that. But uh, when it came to this, I, you know, this was so helpful. I didn't care what anybody else said. So what I did was in tournaments or just in general, when I would play, I would, if I hit a good shot, I would pat myself on the shoulder a couple times, just simple, just, you know, nonchalant. And I would, the self-talk would be like, you know, good shot, man. That was awesome. Well done. That was pure. Wow. That was really good. Good shot. Good execution there. Like just something like that. I would, I would verbalize that to myself, whether internally or I'd whisper it, whatever. Um, but then like, if I didn't hit a good shot, I would still tap myself on the shoulder and say something like, oh, we can get up and down from there. All right, man, no worries. You can handle that. The next shot's going to be better. Just whatever, something like that. What I would do is I would pretend like I was my own best friend and I would build myself up either way. I would encourage myself or I would, you know, when it comes to, hey, that was an awesome shot. Well done. That was good. You know, all that practice paid off right there. That was great. Or something like, hey, man, we're going to, we've been working hard. We're going to recover from this. You know, we can hit that shot on the trees or, you know, we can make up and down from there. Um, you know, and, and I would just do that. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I made that joke a little earlier about, um, you know, not caring what people thought. I remember people would ask me, like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you tapping yourself on the shoulder? And I would say, listen, like, dude, I used to beat myself up a lot and I'm just being my own best friend right now. And it was interesting when I would tell it to somebody, usually the comments would stop because they realized, like, huh, that actually makes a lot of sense. But then they started seeing my results and, you know, I wouldn't play particularly well, but I'd still go out and shoot like 72, 74, whatever, right? And, you know, just this may relate to somebody in a way that's like, you know, instead of shooting, you know, 95 or 105 on a bad day or whatever, they may shoot 85 or 88. Doesn't matter. The point is a lot of rounds that we play and the higher numbers we shoot, I really think we do it to ourselves when we beat ourselves up. We almost defeat ourselves. Now, I understand bad rounds happen. I get that. But I guarantee you that 88 really could have been 84. You know, maybe you didn't have 77 in the cards that day, but I guarantee you, you didn't have to have 92, right? Or, you know, if you're somebody that likes to shoot in the 90s and you shoot 115 one day. Well, yeah, timing and your skill may be off a little bit or talent, whatever, that particular day. Maybe there's other variables going on. But I guarantee you if your self-talk was better and you built yourself up versus tearing yourself down. I mean, I used to say stuff like, you suck. How could you do that? Or all this different stuff, cussing and whatever. The point was, I guarantee you that that 115 in this example per se right now could have really been like a 95 if we would have just talk a little better, maybe a hundred, whatever. The point is, if we self-talk better and we build ourselves up versus tearing ourselves down, we could do a lot better on the course. And we would actually leave the course not so hurt. I mean, it's so interesting. It's like we we beat ourselves up mentally. Could you imagine like every time you hit a bad shot, you like hit yourself in the face? I mean, after a while, it's going to hurt or you like punch your own arm. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. But if you think about it, that's what happens. So what I want to share with you here is like when I teach this post-shot routine, all right? So I gave you my example and I kind of, you know, ranted on a little bit there. But 
you know, I always encourage somebody to have something in their routine where there's a little bit of a positive self-talk when it comes to like building yourself up. But also like you want to have closure on the shot. You don't want, and so I joke around with kids that I teach with this and I teach them this and they're kind of looking at me and I'm like, they're a little funny. And I say, listen, well, next time you go out and play when you're still beating yourself up about the last shot you hit over the next shot you're hitting. I said, I want you to just hold on to the club that you just hit and then go ahead and hit it. Well, there is a penalty. But then like after you hit that shot, you know, you got to, if you're going to think about that one, you got to hold on both the clubs. What happens is it's like we realize that we hit shots while holding on to the last shot. Eventually, this gets obnoxious, all right, when it comes to this visual. So the kids always laugh, and I'm like, "Don't you can't put that club down until you stop thinking about that shot. But think about how long we would be holding on to our putter. <laughs> we miss a short putt, and we're still thinking about it five holes later. I mean, you'd be holding on to your putter the entire round. The thing is, though, guys, this is where... All of a sudden, there's a heaviness that comes upon us during the round, right? Because we're constantly getting way down from our past mistakes, our past decisions that we made that may not have been good. Guys, you got to let it go. All right, so in the post-shot routine, I always like to teach people to, you know, whether they're going to do, like I said, you know, build themselves up, you know, with a simple comment or two, but also to close the shot out with an action. So for me, it was patting myself on the back. You know, for somebody else, it might just be, you know, maybe cleaning off the dirt on the club. Wink, wink, right? Cleaning that off and putting the club away. As soon as that club is put away, that shot's over, right? Maybe it's putting the club away and taking your glove off. That when you put your glove, you know, back in your pocket, that shot's over. It's done. Whatever that is. I want you to think about because, you know, if you look at the pre-shot routines in golf, if you look at tour players, college players, if you look at anybody you go out and play with, everybody's routine's a little different, right? So, you know, for me, my free throw routine in basketball, um, I figured out that my timing was good. I would, uh, you know, I'd make a high percentage, right? So and I remember timing that with my stepdad. We were in the gym. It was like early mornings and stuff. We'd, or late at nights after practice, we'd be shooting. And, uh, you know, I would... I remember I would, I, t- I knew exactly what I was doing as, you know, I'd, I'd get the ball, make sure like my middle finger was on the Ellen Wilson, and I would just one, two, I'd, and at the second bounce, I was looking up at the, at the rim and I'd pull trigger. And that whole process essentially would take 4.2 seconds on average, right? What I found was my biological clock when it came to hitting a golf shot, I performed best when I'm over the ball for nearly four seconds before I hit it, right? That's like as I step into it and look and go. Usually it's four seconds, all right? I know that's super detailed, but it's interesting. Like the the round, I only played one round so far this year. And after the first couple of days of practice that week leading up to it, I, again, I just hit balls 10, 15 minutes or whatever. Two days prior, I remember practicing like it was like Thursday and Friday, and then I played Saturday or something. Um, and what happened was, I practiced more of my pre-shot routine and commitment than I did, you know, by technique, because I knew that the rhythm of that, if that was good, I was going to position myself to hit the ball well. All right. And so guys, I, again, that's just a little side note, but I really encourage you to design a post-shot routine 
that works for you. And I use the basketball example because if you watch basketball, you'll notice different players at all different levels will have different things they do in the routine. Maybe some spin the ball. Maybe some hold the ball at their side for a little bit, take a deep breath, close their eyes. Maybe, I don't know, there's so many, but they're unique to you. They're unique to, the per- they're unique to that particular person. So guys, I encourage you to go ahead and just design something in your post-shot routine for the goal of building yourself up and also closing the shot out, allowing that shot to be done. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope and pray that this podcast is a blessing for you in many ways. This is the Jesus Golf Guy podcast. Thank you.